Good morning. It's Aya Wimala, and it is Thursday, August the 13th. And I'm here in Crystal Lake, Illinois, not very, an hour and a half from Chicago, and close to Blue Lotus Temple in Woodstock. And um, I'd like to sit with you and just check in with everybody, see how you're doing. And today I'm going to start with the Prayer of St. Francis. On Sunday I read this, a good friend had been watching, listening to me as a podcast and knew that I was doing my wish every day. And uh, he had suggested that I read the Prayer of St. Francis. And I did, and I realized it is parallel with, the, with my wish that we read from the Buddhist monk Shantideva from the 8th century in India. So I'm, um, today I'm looking for an, a Spanish translation for the prayer of St. Francis. If anyone has one that they can send me, I can Google it too. But tomorrow night is a vigil at the Woodstock, Illinois uh, town square, which is just a, a block from our temple. And it's a vigil to encourage our county board to uh, re-examine their contract with ICE because our county jail has uh, is a very large detainee center. And I'm with a group of volunteers who, who are able to go in uh, once a week. The group, we have different, we, the group is divided into different smaller groups. And once a week, we've been able to go in and do pastoral counseling with the detainees. And of course, now with the pandemic, we haven't been able to go since the very beginning of the pandemic and have no idea when we'll be able to go back. But it's going to be coming up for a vote with our county board about ending that contract. And... uh, It probably will not pass the county board, but this vigil is a way for people to show their support for finding a different solution, at least in this county, um, a different solution for the detaining of so many immigrants who have uh, family members and uh, they've maybe lived almost all of their lives in this country, so this is home to them. And uh, we just feel, especially with the pandemic, showing how how much, uh, how easily it is to transmit diseases, that it's time to let go of that source of funds. So the vigil is tomorrow night from 8.30 to 10 if you're in the area. And it's a peaceful vigil. And there'll be some speakers, and I'll be leading a short meditation. And I'm, and someone will, I'll be reading the prayer of St. Francis and my wish, the same way we do it here at the beginning and the end. And then a very short prayer for peace and compassion. And uh, they'll be, it'll be translated into Spanish. So my wish we already have translated. We have our cards now in Spanish and in English and French. And uh, the prayer of St. Francis, I'll, I'll uh, be sending that to the, the organizers today so they have the Spanish translations of everything. 
So if you're in the area, this is the first um, pro. This is a vigil, not a protest, but this is the first uh, big event with other people around that I've, I'm going to be going to. So we'll see how that goes. I'm sure I'll be able to wear a mask and uh, that I'll feel safe with the, this, the group, and I know it will be peaceful. So let me start with that prayer before we even start a conversation today, okay? And it is a prayer, so. This is the prayer of St. Francis of Assisi. Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. Where there is hatred, let me so love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. Where there is sadness, joy. O Divine Master, grant that I may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive, it is in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen. So if you haven't heard that before, and I know it's been made into a very popular songs by Sarah McLaughlin, I think, but uh, it's just, it, isn't it amazing? It's exactly parallel to my wish. So we can, I think it helps us, as I said Sunday when I read it, it really can help us see when we see these comparisons between spiritual teachers and between spiritual paths, that we see that the core is all concerning the same truths. And then cultures and times and uh, different strong teachers who have arisen ha have changed that basic core initial truth of the reality of this world. And the truths are all the same. And so finding how we are more common with each other is such such a wonderful exercise to do because we we want to see the connections and not the differences and if we're aware of the differences and we can see them as uh, cultural changes or changes over time or changes over uh, what parts of the world and what's going on in the world at the time they've been influenced by it can really help us be more compassionate people and more understanding. So I, I just find that so beautiful. And my friend had said, he's been listening to me say my wish, and he is Catholic, but he said also because of all the animals you're feeding and your the wild turkey and the squirrels and the chipmunks and all the birds, he said it just make, it made him think of that. So now I'm very fond of that prayer of St. Francis. So we want to sit today, but uh, I hope you're checking in with friends. I hope you're checking in with your family members and uh, somehow making contact with people that you're, that you're used to being in touch with and maybe reaching out to a few more just to be sure everyone's doing okay. Um, I, I know there are 
uh, Mark and Rebecca Jesso from the temple will will often uh, ask if they can pick up groceries for me, or Rebecca will make a, a pot of soup and she'll reach out and see if I'd love to have a home delivery of the soup, or I can drive by, they live so close, and be able to chat a little bit kind of from the driveway to the front porch. And um, it's it, usually I've everything I need has been taken care of, and I I do go to the grocery store, but I'm still staying in other than that. And but it's always wonderful to know that there are people doing that, and they do it. Sherry Dressler brings a lunch from the temple on Saturdays, and it's also a good way for us to keep to just kind of uh, get to see each other once in a while. But there are these people who are just, by nature, they have that bodhisattva quality. They have a lot of um, the St. Francis prayer and the Shanti Dewa, my wish, in them already. It's just part of their nature. And it's so wonderful to know people like that. And just, uh, and, and realize that they're not, that they, they do some of the outgoing things that they do because it brings joy to them. And sometimes it's easy for us to forget those people because they do it so, with so much ease. And uh, they often may seem like they never need anything for themselves. So think of all the bodhisattvas in your life and reach out to them. Let them know how much they're appreciated. And let them know that you're there for them as well. Because um, it, is, it is amazing. I mean, there are people so so generous of their time and their energy, and uh, they, they just seem to not notice the, the amount of their time it takes, but it seems to help them. It rejuvenates them, and I admire those people who are like that. So why don't we sit together and, uh, and, and I want to tell you, I, I realize it's been almost all summer I've been procrastinating on the book group and uh, it seemed like suddenly there was a lull in scheduling so oh there are going to be some open windows and now things are picking up again with some other classes that will be starting so I'm, I am uh, right now looking for, the, for a good time to start a book group and uh, we'll, we'll move from there. I've got to see when there's spaces. And it would help me if people let me know what, a good, what good times are for you, how many people are available during the day and how many people need to have an evening online class, um, are weekends good or bad. And so right now I'm looking at early evening, and those time slots are, are pretty full, even through the temple's uh, Zoom, the temple, and one or two other things. So uh, if, you, if you let me know, I'll really try to make sure I can do something that works for people. And remember, it's going to be Pema Chodron's book, Welcoming the Unwelcome. It's not a difficult read. It's not a, it's a, it's a, a rather, uh, it's a short book. But it's it's intense, and there's a lot of there's a lot of meat to it. There may be a few chapters we skip, uh, 
but but it, it is just full of beautiful wisdom and things that we can discuss. And it was written before the pandemic, but we certainly have our own now new experiences that we can add to the, the book. So let's sit and just spend some quiet, peaceful, silent time. When we talk about having that silent time, remember that what we're, the, we want that silence to be internal silence. We're not just looking for a quiet spot where we can sit and not be distracted. We may be in a spot where there are lots of distractions. But the silence we're looking for is within. We're calming our minds. We're turning off that need to uh, keep thinking, keep moving, keep, keep creating thoughts or creating conversations in our heads with people we need to talk to or people we're upset with or people we have unfinished business with. We need to, we're learning to tame that monkey mind and that uh, too busy, too active lifestyle of thinking and acting and speaking. So the inside silence that we come to is much more important than the outer. So even if you're in a busy, you could be sitting on a train, a commuter train, and be able to, this is what we want to be able to do, is to be able to go inside and find the silence within that we need and that we can tap into anytime. Because that's what will cause our meditations to go deeper, become more still. When I say deeper, I mean more still, more quiet. And that's when we develop insight from the wisdom that we learn and from our experiences in the world. It's that silent, internal uh, peace that we find that allows us to take that wisdom from outside ourselves or that we've gathered over years of our life experience and and go inward with it to understand ourselves and to understand our relationship with the world better and uh, the insight that we're looking for comes from that. So Gently close your eyes. Let a smile play on your face just to keep from feeling so heavy, just to, to feel, uh, just to even allow you to just feel light when we meditate. It's, it can be easy to do it, to be too hard on ourselves as we meditate. We give up too easily and we can make it, we can be too demanding of ourselves even in our practice. So that smile can be a reminder for you to be light, have a light touch with yourself. So in whatever position you're comfortable in, have that hand on your belly very lightly so you can feel 
that your breathing has become deeper. You're getting that oxygen down into your lungs all the way. And it's pushing down on your diaphragm and into your belly. And you can feel the rise and fall of your breathing through that hand on your belly. And that's a very good reminder that we are watching our body breathe. But we've been gradually training our bodies to breathe this deeper breath. Not only is it good for our health, but it's a way to help us let go of anxiety and worry and even fear. So you you can continue observing your breath with that hand on your belly. Or if you're used to observing your breath around your nostrils, then you can move your, your attention that area. I like it if you keep your hand on your belly either way. But just begin to observe your body breathing in one of those two spots. Be aware of sound and taste and smell and touch. Be aware of all of your senses. Being aware of the light that's coming through your closed eyelids. And we think of our mind as a sixth sense. So think of the the activity in your mind. You can see your thoughts. They're not stopping and we don't want to repress them. Be aware of your mind the same way you're aware of sound. 
no need to be distracted by it, no need to get caught up in it. We just know it's sound. We just know there are thoughts arising. More and more we can let that just be the background for us, not disturbing us. Just the background. There are times that we may want to look at our thoughts, just touching in with them, being aware of the quality of our thoughts. Often we can notice that we're beginning to let certain thoughts go away without letting them contaminate our minds. We're learning just to not even let them arise. Or we may see a thought arising and it may even come into our mind. But if we know it's not going to, to be a good thing for us to have that thought playing around with us all day, we can replace it with a more wholesome thought. No need to obsess over the one that just leads us into a feeling of craving or a feeling of sadness or uh, an emotional state that we don't want to be in. We can learn to let that thought go. Often, often we need to replace it with a more skillful thought. Just keep coming back to your breath. Even if you're distracted over and over, just learn that the best part of this practice is that intersection between your breath and then becoming distracted. When we begin to see that, <clears throat> When we become aware of that point where we go off somewhere in our mind, that's the important thing that we're learning. So when you see that, come back to your breath. Be with each inhale and each exhale.
Keep being aware of each inhale and each exhale. aware that your body is breathing for you. Just observe. how your body feels. If you feel tightness or pain or constriction, see if you can let that go. Now I'm going to read my wish, and if you can, just stay in your meditation. Just let the words wash over you, but stay, stay with your practice for as, many, for as much longer as you can. If you can sit for five more minutes, do that, and just sit being with yourself, and I'll guarantee you'll have a better day. Give yourself this time of, uh, think, of a think of a coffee break or a tea break. But it's, a, but it's a body and mind break. Where we want to be inside is in that calm, centered place. Remember, renunciation is letting go. Loving kindness is having goodwill towards all. 
and harmlessness is doing no harm to yourself or others. And keep those three things as your daily intentions, your daily resolve, and things will go well. May I become at all times, both now and forever, a protector for those without protection, a guide for those who have lost their way, a ship for those with an ocean to cross, a sanctuary for those in danger, a lamp for those without light, a place of refuge for those who lack shelter, and a servant to all in need. By means of this meritorious deed, may I never join with the unwise, only the wise, until the time I attain Nibbana. Keep sitting if you can. Just stretch it out a little bit more every day, and I'll see you tomorrow. Thank you so much.